Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. As President-elect Joe Biden selects his staff, big tech allies and big tech reformers are starting to battle. They're fighting over who's going to shape tech policy for the Biden administration. When it comes to tech policy and pretty much all things tech, Biden has been pretty quiet. So whoever he chooses will give us an indication of, of Biden's tech policy for the next four years. Here to talk about all this is Rico's Teddy Schleifer. Hey, Teddy. Hey. What are some of the key roles and some of the key agencies that the tech industry and tech reformers are fighting over? What should we be watching for over the next couple of weeks? So I would say there are three main ones. There's the head of the Federal Trade Commission, the head of the Federal Communications Commission, so that's the FTC and the FCC. And then there's the head of the Department of Justice's antitrust division, the people that would be investigating kind of tech giants for antitrust abuses. And you're right. I mean, Biden for a long time, you know, has not made tech issues a priority. Um, obviously, there's a lot of other things going on in the world, so you can sort of understand where he's coming from. But you know, sort of these boring bureaucratic jobs that you know no regular people really spend their days thinking about. Who he chooses for those positions will tell you a lot about how Biden thinks about Silicon Valley, but how much power kind of big corporations in the American economy should have more broadly. Right. And, and just to underline this, I mean, we spend a lot of time talking about what we have spent a lot of time in the last four years talking about what Congress is or isn't mm -hmm. going to do about big tech. Uh, but a lot of tech policy gets shaped essentially by the president, by these appointments. Uh, the FTC and the FCC sort of decide whether or not a certain kind of merger is going to get approved. They weigh in on things like net neutrality. The attorney general's office decides whether or not to sue someone like Google. And a lot of these things are basically sort of extension of the Biden administration. And, and um, that's why they're worth paying attention to. Right. Obama was famously friendly towards big tech. Do we imagine a Biden administration, which might have many people from the Obama administration in it, will look the same when it comes to big tech? I find it hard to believe it'll look the same. This will be a more skeptical tone toward tech, even if for purely optics alone. I mean, the idea that sort of tech giants will be running wild in the White House with influence and former aides stacked all over the place. It would just look bad beyond having nothing to do with policy itself. But I mean, I think I think the big question is, will Biden right, be more of an Obama-esque president when it comes to Silicon Valley, you know, maybe paying heed to the left and his party that he can't alienate, right? You can't have, you know, Mark Zuckerberg over for tea every single day. But I think, you know, the Biden administration will, it's really TBD to know if they're going to take this seriously beyond just being cognizant of the optics. And right, the whole world has changed, right? Sort of up through the- Sure, up, just four years right, ago. Right, up through the Obama administration, people were generally sort of favorable about tech and, and tech certainly got press coverage. And with the 2016 election, that, that pivot turned pretty quickly. Um, who are the sort of folks you're hearing being bandied about? And with the caveat that banding about names is sort of a time-honored tradition when it comes to, sure. to who's going to be staffing an administration. It doesn't necessarily reflect reality. But what kind of names are you hearing right now? A lot of the tech heavyweight names, the people that listeners would have heard of and are sort of celebrities, 
those people are going to have a really hard time in the Biden administration getting positions of prominence for purely the optics reason we just talked about. You know, there's the fact that someone like Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of Google, who is, you know, sort of this political kingmaker and power broker and fixer who had wide access in the Obama administration. Eric Schmidt, I'd be very surprised if he had any sort of formal role in a Biden administration. I think a lot of the people that are being talked about are sort of Obama-esque bureaucrats who listeners haven't heard of. You know, there's various Obama-era FCC and FTC officials doing another run at their similar agencies. The agency review teams that Joe Biden announced last week to sort of think about tech issues largely come from the Obama White House. So to some extent, you could say a lot of signs look like continuations of the Obama era. But then, you know, I think this just goes back to the ambiguity. There's always another angle on potentially how you could read Joe Biden's decision so far. A lot has been made, for instance, about a close Joe Biden advisor named Cynthia Hogan, who's the former chief lobbyist for Apple, who's in the inner circle in the Biden administration. And a lot of people see that and they say, hey, does that mean that big tech's going to have huge influence? You have this Apple lobbyist as Joe Biden's right-hand woman. But she also was Joe Biden's counsel when he was vice president. So is she an Apple lobbyist or is she a Biden loyalist? And I think that shows how there's so much uncertainty and you can read the same scenario in very different ways. And that's what everyone's doing right now. Progressives are trying to squint and say, is Joe Biden going to fulfill our expectations? And tech companies and forces aligned with tech companies are hoping to see more of the same. And frankly, both of them can make an argument right now that's going to favor their conclusion. I mean, Joe Biden ran explicitly as a moderate, middle of the road person, sort of in in all things. Donald Trump would try to portray him as a leftist. And he would famously say, like, you know, you're you're debating somebody else. Uh, I won and I'm kind of middle of the road. Beyond throwing money at Joe Biden... Um, which Silicon Valley did uh, throughout the campaign. What what other ways are there for tech folks to influence how this goes? Look, a lot of Washington policymaking is boring behind the scenes stuff, right? It's not, you know, I think there's sort of a caricature of political influence, which is right. You give, you know, five million bucks to a super PAC and then you write the laws. That's not really how it works, right? A lot of this is, yeah, you give five million dollars to a super PAC, you probably get your calls returned. And then, you know, you at least have an opportunity to make your case. And that access is not democratic. And that is certainly part of the influence game. And right now what's happening is a lot of not just tech companies and not just kind of the quote unquote moderate business establishment, but the progressives as well are trying to work their angles. They're saying, hey, who do I know in the Biden inner circle? Who do I know who knows someone in the Biden inner circle? You know, who can forward my resume? Hey, is there a, you know, a Bay Area fundraiser who I know who can at least put my idea in front of the right person. That's how this stuff happens. It's messy, it's not fair, and it's all behind the scenes. And it's happening kind of right now at this key moment where Biden is about to sort of begin to show his cards about what he thinks about these issues. These early appointments, I think, are really revealing about how Biden's thinking about this. Joe Biden's vice president, Kamala Harris, is a very well-known figure in Silicon Valley. She has spent her entire career in the Bay Area. She has deep friendships with lots of tech executives. When she was at our own code conference a couple of years ago, she came on stage with Lorene Powell Jobs, the billionaire philanthropist and investor. She's obviously in tight with them, I assume has been funded by them for many years. Uh, what kind of role is she going to play in this? So Harris has not said specifically what her agenda will be, though you're right. A lot of these people in tech know her, frankly, much better than they know Biden. 
you know, she's a home state senator. You mentioned Lorraine Powell Jobs. Like there's some talk about, well, would Lorraine Powell Jobs be interested in a job in the administration? That's something that's being speculated about. But Harris is someone who I think will end up, whether formally or informally, being a point of contact for the Biden administration on this issue. Now, again, you could see this both ways. Progressives would say, well, Harris maybe is a little bit to the left of Biden. Harris is someone who at times has shown some sort of toughness on the tech industry when she was California attorney general. The alternative argument, as you just pointed out, is Harris has been funded by these people. She's personally friendly with these people. She came up in the same era as a lot of these companies did. And, you know, I think right now, people don't know. That's just the reality. People do not know what this administration will look like. But I'm still going to put you on the spot, Teddy. If you had to guess, where do you think a Biden tech policy goes uh, come January? If I had to guess, I think a Biden administration will govern tech pretty similarly to an Obama administration, but we'll just be very, very, very careful about the optics. I think that a lot of things that would have been front of the camera in the Obama era will be behind the camera in the Biden era. Under the Obama administration, Google, Facebook at all grew and grew and grew, and they were able to buy pretty much any company they wanted. There was never any sort of real scrutiny. FTC at one point um, was looking at whether Google should be sanctioned, um, and then they, they weren't. Do you imagine that if, if we go back to sort of the Obama days, that the M&A guys at Google and Facebook can go ahead and start snapping up companies left and right? Or do you think that era is over either way? I think the era is over either way. I think the Biden administration will have to be mindful of the left flank for pure politics alone. And the awareness of sort of tech company size and the reality, I mean, these companies are bigger than they were even in 2016, just I think will make sort of the Obama era political decisions untenable. I think a lot of the stuff that people don't think about in terms of sort of tech regulation that are lower temperature issues will probably resemble the Obama era in a lot of ways. But these hot button issues, there is no way in my speculation, that Biden will be able to do the same things that Obama did just because it's going to look bad and that matters. All this matters. I'm, I'm looking forward to paying attention to it, to seeing what they say publicly and then reading uh, Teddy's coverage about what's actually happening behind the scenes. You can read Teddy's full story about all this at Recode.net. Thanks, Teddy. Sure. 